rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the world's biggest stories told by the Times correspondents who wrote them. I'm Laura Cook. And I'm Rebecca Myers. Today, we hear how Western powers are concerned about the coup in Niger and the seven-year-old runner aiming to smash a world record. We start in Niger as financial support is cut off to the country as Western countries condemn the dramatic coup. The ousting of the democratic elected president has, however, opened a door for President Putin in Africa. Yesterday, you'll remember, we told you how the head of the country's presidential guard, General Chiani, had appeared on state TV. He's declared himself the new leader and asked for international support. This is the seventh military takeover in Western Central Africa in less than three years. Yes, and now the boss of Russia's Wagner Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, has seized on the unrest and he's seen a chance to gain a foothold in the country. He welcomed the news. He described it as a battle by the people against their colonisers. Both Prigozhin and Putin have been pictured with African leaders in St Petersburg in the past couple of days at the Russia-Africa summit. Western powers have condemned the coup and the Russian foreign minister has said that they never support coups. Um, But today the EU has cut off financial support and the US has threatened to do the same. Niger is one of the poorest countries in the world, receiving close to $2 billion a year in official development aid. And it is a key partner in Washington's fight against Islamist insurgents. Well, last night, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken called for the immediate release of President Bazoum. Let me be very, very clear about this. Our economic and security partnership with Niger, which is significant, hundreds of millions of dollars, depends on the continuation of the democratic governance and constitutional order that has been disrupted by the actions in the last few days. That assistance, that support is in clear jeopardy, which is another reason why they need to be immediately reversed. And supporters of the coup have been spotted flying Russian flags, including above the Russian parliament building. Mania Dan Ali, a former newspaper editor in neighbouring Nigeria, said there is some support from the public, but he believes it's misplaced. It is very unlikely that the lot of the Nigerian people will change for the better. More likely, it will change for the worse, even though they are claiming they have come in because of security concern and worsening economy. I do not see how they could change any of that in the short run. The Economic Community of West African States is holding an emergency summit in Nigeria tomorrow to discuss the situation. If you were watching the news last week, you might have seen images of Greta Thunberg being detained by police officers after she participated in a protest which involved blocking oil tankers. This prompted us in the Sunday Times newsroom to wonder, what is Greta up to these days? Now that she's no longer at school, what kind of a protest is she focusing on? So we sent our reporter, Megan Agnew, to Sweden to find out. 
I've been in Stockholm for most of this week speaking to old friends and fellow activists and teachers of Greta Thunberg who have known her for years. I went to the Fridays for Future strike on Friday and a lot of the original activists were there and and they're all older and they, like Greta, are finding out and figuring out ways to stay relevant, to keep pushing the agenda forward to create meaningful change at a policy level. The popularity and the attention is waning. They said people have got used to us now. It doesn't have the same impact. And I think that is what Greta is doing now, is trying to understand what will make people listen. And one of the key insights from Megan's piece is how challenging it is for Greta to navigate fame, which she never wanted in the first place. She is not the queen here. She is and does not want to be either. She makes an active effort not to be. She is in an egalitarian way, the same as all of the other youth activists, wanting to achieve the same things. Um, So there's this really funny and knotty identity issue that she has in that she knows that her fame and her platform has the power to bring about the change that she wants but she's also desperate not to be the one because it also doesn't serve her because then people focus on her rather than focusing on the movement. Some fascinating insights from Megan there, reporting from Stockholm, and you can read her full piece online at thetimes.co.uk. Now, are you a binger? Or do you eke out watching your TV shows to make them last, Rebecca? I'm pretty old school. I, I'm an episode, at no least way. one episode a night, maybe one episode a week in some oh, cases. Oh, no. Well, this current trend, it's hooked me. I don't wait. I can't wait. I'm the most <laughs> impatient television watcher now. Well, the advent of streaming services has made it the norm to watch a whole series in one gulp. <laughs> and the Times media correspondent, Alex Farber, told us that era may be coming to an end. Actors and writers have been on strike some since May. And what that has resulted in is a complete hiatus in terms of any production or filming going on of any scripted drama programming. So the speculation is that they're going to start to sort of emulate what we're more used to in traditional television terms and and move towards a a weekly release model. One episode a week. I mean, that would be practically impossible for some of my friends and by the sounds of things for you, Laura. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's been two weeks since the actors joined the Hollywood strike. But with no end in sight, the effects are spreading beyond the hundreds of thousands of Americans off work and the halted productions in the United States. Many shows and movies are made overseas, including in Britain. Now, our World in 10 colleague, Toby Gillis, spoke to Sam Margaritas, head of UK post-production company Digital Orchard. Our three biggest shows that we are shooting, that we were helping out with this year, shut down immediately and put a huge number of freelancers really, really suddenly out of work. And also, you know, from our side, um, it, it took away a whole load of revenue. And I know that is happening across the board for camera, supply, facilities, from post-production, from, you know, all, all, all the different sides, you know, trucks and 
uh, catering and everybody is suddenly out of work. And these are people who are freelancers as well, families to feed, rent to pay, and it's just sort of totally been rug pulled from under their feet. Um, so yeah, that it, it, is a, it is a massive problem. So, Rebecca, are you a park runner? I have doubled. I've doubled. Good. Very good. Very <laughs> impressive. Yes, I've done a few. And they're gaining popularity with new park runs popping up across this country and in the US all the time. They're great fun. But how about this for taking it to the next level? Yes, seven-year-old Rue Tucker is training to break the 5K world record for his age group. And earlier this month, he finished his local park run in Devon in just 21 minutes, four seconds. Brilliant. Absolutely puts me to shame. (laughs) (laughs) And his dad can't even keep up with him now either. But that wasn't officially recognised. That's a shame. But now, with the help of technology used by elite athletes, he's getting help from sports scientists at Exeter University. He's apparently got exceptional aerobic capacity for his age. Now, he's got a lot of attention on social media. Just Google his name, Rue Tucker. And when he tried it the first time, he did get a lot of attention. Good luck with getting your official world record, Rue. Before we go today, here is a snippet from tomorrow's World in 10, where we'll be hearing how technology is changing Germany's legendary Bayreuth Festival with augmented reality. The thing about Wagner operas is they are kind of like epic adventure films in certain respects they have these great mythological characters doing extraordinary things you know they they have le- scenes of literal magic and funnily enough that can be quite difficult to put on stage so there was a kind of video or ar response to that instead we had this kind of giant bird flapping across the stage in through through my goggles that is and then with a kind of bleeding tummy. So it was all very vivid. That's The Times Deputy Arts Editor Neil Fisher, fresh from dipping into the metaverse in Bavaria as opera embraces emerging technology. That's tomorrow on The World in 10. But don't forget, for more on all of these stories, you can take out a digital subscription to The Times of London. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.